This is Wahasu, the World Happiness Summit. Feel the science. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm on the couch. <laughs> so tell me about your childhood. <laughs> Once upon a time. So Karen, you know there are um, many people in this room, myself included, who are uh, feeling a, a great deal of gratitude for what you put together. Thank you. And at the same time, I know some of the behind the scenes. I know the, the challenges and the difficulties uh, of putting together, um, producing uh, such an incredible summit. And I want to know why. Why did you decide to, to go through this and create Wahasu? Uh, thank you, Tal, and, and also you've been instrumental in putting this together, so thank you and thank all of you really for, for being here. Um, I guess uh, it's kind of funny, not in the haha -ha kind of way, but uh, actually the World Happiness Summit has uh, an origin that is, uh, that is through pain. So my happiness journey is one from, um, from deep personal tragedy and loss and um, five years ago, last week, I um, I lost my husband of 21 years very suddenly from the flu. And in that moment, um, you know, I married very young, and, and so I thought that it was it was enough. You know, I I've, I was with this person half my life, and and. I had lived enough, I had experienced enough, and um, I didn't have purpose or, or um, drive to really, to really continue. There was a small voice in the back of my head saying, what about the children? And so I said, damn, I don't have the luxury to, to give up and to let go. And in that moment, I remember being very conscious in making a purposeful decision that I was going to live. And if I was going to live, I was going to live happy. And I didn't know what that was gonna be like, how to do that, how to eat that elephant, and how to start. But I knew that I couldn't stand myself any other way. And so I, I made the decision to be happy. And uh, while well, being terribly, terribly unhappy, and, and, and actually there's a side note story which is interesting because I actually had one of Alina's, you heard Alina speak earlier from Peace Love World, and I had one of her t-shirts, and it said, I am happiness. And I would wear that shirt to be part of the team, like you would wear like your favorite uh, sports team. I would wear that shirt being terribly unhappy, but I would put it on to kind of coach myself and bring myself back to the possibility of happiness. And um, to, to cut a long story short, four months afterwards, I, I, I went and I did an MBA at Georgetown and, and um, you know, practiced resiliency. And, and, uh, and then when I learned of um, a group of people, who, a group of volunteers actually, who were talking about this idea of putting an event together around happiness, and at that moment, it was kind of, and 
like a mixture of esoteric and some in sci science, but it was about it was about happiness. But I heard I choose happiness, and in that moment, I got back to that really dark and painful place that I was in uh, and some years before, and I did it. I chose happiness. I didn't know there was a science of happiness. I didn't know it was learnable. I didn't know we could practice it. I thought happiness was outside of myself. So if I, if I found a parking spot next to the store, next to the door, I was happy. If um, you know maybe something in relationship that was good, somebody was nice to me, I was happy. When that didn't happen, and like Mo talks about you know, your expectations, so if life didn't meet my expectations, I was unhappy. Having said that, Life, I had the mother of all expectations that was not met, which was I prayed so hard that my husband would survive, and he did not. And, um, you know, I am so fortunate in not, having, not becoming a bitter person out of that experience. And when I learned about this science, and this practice and the work that people like you have invested so much time and energy in, I decided to quit my job six weeks afterwards and I put my time, my talent, and my treasure and, and founded this company along with my partner. And, and in four months, we created the, the first World Happiness Summit, which you were there last year and, and, and it was amazing to to welcome people from all over the world and to see that this actually works. And slowly, you know, throughout the last three years of my life, I've become happy. And it takes work, it takes practice, it takes a mindset, all those things that everybody's been talking about, it, it works. You, you have to practice it. I'm, I'm a living example that these things are learnable, and but you have to create a habit. and. So this is why we, we created the World Happiness Summit. Um, we hope to be a platform and an aggregator for all things having to do with happiness. And particularly, it's very important to be science-based. Well, we're certainly very happy that you did choose happiness. I think about um, so much of the work that is being done in the field of happiness, about overcoming uh, grief, about mourning, about hardship and difficulty. And essentially you can, you can divide people who mourn, who grieve, who experience a significant loss. You can divide them into, into two groups, the people who, are, um, um, who break down and actually don't get up afterwards and the second group is the group that breaks down and then grows up and um, I'm very curious you know and, and, and was there a moment where you decided that this is it and what do you think brought about that moment in addition to thinking about uh, your children was there something that where you could see a light at the end of the very, very, very dark and long tunnel which, which you were in. It's funny you say that. Um, my mother's here today, and she's a very strong woman. And I had one moment where I had a pity party for myself. 
and I don't even know if my mother remembers this, but I told, she says, lover, why are you crying? And I'm like, well, I just lost my husband. And, uh, and she said, um, and I said to her, why, why is this happening to me? Why me? Why me? And she said, with a lot of strength and a lot of love, why not you? So, you know, it's about what you were saying the other day about playing in reality. And that was, that was my reality. You know, it wasn't like I chose it or it was the best thing to happen or things happen for a reason. No, it happened. And then I made the best of the situation because at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I believe that given any circumstance that you're living in, it's better to be happy than to be sad. Richard Lyre talks about in any given life circumstance, you can choose your mindset. And so, you know, I, I, I have strong resiliency factors. I think Sonia Lubomirsky would, would point to that in, in some of bi the biology, right? But, but that was really that moment where I said, my mother said that to me and I said, okay, well, yeah, she has a point, you know. Why would, why would make me so, we're so self-consumed and, and, and we feel entitled and we make plans that things are supposed to happen in our lives. But in that moment, I just, that was my reality and how was it going to make the best of my reality? And I have to share with you that in particular, in, in, in implementing these practices, and so we don't, you know, the reason why we work so hard with this event is that we lived it and they worked. These practices, these tools work. And this is in action. It's happiness in action, which is so important. And um, we want to take it, you know, around the world. We want this to grow. We want to be the platform for experts like yourself and, and the Happiness Academy and the Happiness Certificate and Action for Happiness, the nonprofit out of the UK, and the work that Mo is doing towards One Billion Happy. We want to help all authentic organizations, enterprises, um, uh, programs to be able to really make this a global event, a global movement. We want to be leaders in the global happiness movement. In order to do so, and this is a theme that I hear in, in, in what you were saying and, and also from other conversations with you, central to it are relationships. You were talking about how the first thing you thought about was your parents, um, sorry, your children. Um, you talk about this interaction with your mother as being central. You talk about the fact that you created this with your partner, with Manuel. Um, and also, this movement is about relationships. Absolutely. What is your vision for these relationships that are created uh, right here these three days and, and beyond? That's a great question. Um, so the vision in particular, to and it is all about relationship. The entire, um, the entire life existence, I think, is about relationship. And it's, it is the most important thing. And we do have to make time to, for relationships, and that is key to our personal happiness. And what I would love is for this tribe here, okay, to be able to stay together and to grow and to bring people into it. 
and you know and to share it so let's use technology for good so let's use it to build this up to educate to really raise a movement and urgency but with positivity and enthusiasm by the good things that are happening in the world it's like that let's not continue conversations tit for tat and arguing points let's start something completely different and let's just build something new that is around positivity and let's talk about it let's tweet about it let's share it let's bring it to our teachers let's bring it to our students let's you know there's so much we can do and the government is so important we held a government meeting three days ago there are countries that are interested in bringing this back home they want to talk about positive education and how do we create a better world and a happier world and I'd like to also add on the note of relationship that, you know, I have been very fortunate as well because I, I have been able to also find love again. And so that is something I didn't expect. And uh, so I encourage you to take a risk and choose happiness. Bravo indeed. What advice, beyond choosing happiness, what advice would you have for people who are going through, um, through hardship? And again, whether it's a you know, major hardship, loss of a, of a loved one, or, or even the day-to-day -day hardships, because you know, all of us, if, even if we're attending Wahasu, we'll have our ups and downs. I know I do. <laughs> so you know, what advice based on what you have learned over the past years and also before? Maybe the advice that, that, that has gotten you to the point of resilience. What advice would you give people? I would, um, one, one, a couple of things. So one thing is fake it till you make it. Mm. It, it actually does work even if, and, and to do it, even, don't be perfect. Like, it's okay, don't be perfect. And even if you have, you got, you're down, 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 and then you're up, up, up for a few, and then, you know, as long as you're trending towards positivity and trending to really make a change, right? And don't get down on yourself when you don't do it right. It's okay. And I'm telling this to you, and I'm so hard on myself. I mean, I'm a perfectionist, and I wish I didn't have that character flaw. But um, some of the other things that are amazing, 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 if you can practice gratitude, it is so difficult to be unhappy if you're grateful. And... Um, and that was something that, that, that I did in, in, in the hospital when my husband passed just afterwards. And I, I have a strong spiritual life as well that, that helped me a lot. And, and I was able to be grateful. And I fought for that because in that moment, I didn't want to be grateful. I wanted to be angry and I wanted to be, um, I didn't get what I wanted. So I wanted to have a tantrum, but I, I chose not to. And, uh, and so gratitude. Just gratitude, even if you don't know what you're grateful for, just to say it, say it as a mantra and say it and say it and say it and keep breathing. So if you can breathe through the moment, it's also incredibly helpful. <laughs> well, thank you. So Karen, uh, and, and, and I think also many of you here know that, uh, that I love telling stories. And uh, I believe that the best way to teach is, you know, to show the research, to talk about the concept, and then to tell a story about it. So I want you to know, Karen, that I share your story with, uh, with my students now. And I share it in order to illustrate 
a very important point, a, a central pillar of uh, a happy life or a happier life. And the central pillar is that things do not necessarily happen for the best, but some people are able to make the best of things that happen. So thank you for making the best of things that happen. Thank you. <laughs> Big round of applause for Karen Guggenheim. And Tal Ben-Shahar. And I want to thank my siblings who are here. Inge, Jurgen, and Tessie. You make my life worth living. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. You're listening to the World Happiness Summit podcast. For more information, check out our website at worldhappinesssummit.com or send us an email at contact at wahasu.com. Thank you for listening.